heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We're glad to have you with us today. Robbie, it's been some, such a long time since we've had an Eve to talk about. I feel really kind of negligent because we haven't had it. If you haven't listened to the show, you have to go back and listen to some of them. For a while, we were on a, an Eve every week, it seemed like, were we? I know, and it's not even Labor Day Eve yet. It's coming. <laughs> it is it's coming. coming. I can feel it. It's, yeah. At some point in, in September or late August, we'll have it. Somewhere I tell you, there. the weather feels like fall is in the air already. It does. It's it awesome. Does. Uh, now, there is something coming up right after Labor Day that would be really cool to kind of talk about. That, that, we're kind of on the eve of that in some way. We are, and I couldn't be more excited. It's the Dove Camp, and it's like the topic we are going to talk about today. You could swim, an elephant could swim around and how deep that subject is for me in that it's an opportunity maybe for people that have never hunted before, but it's more of an opportunity to meet with God and, and have an opportunity perhaps experience some freedom um, that Jesus offered that uh, you may not have experienced before. And this is a whole a chance for your whole family to do it. And, and so if I ask you just very succinctly, what is Dove Camp? Could you even give a very a quick answer to that? I'll do my best. September okay. 5th <laughs> through the 7th, that Friday afternoon, we will meet together. We'll have some wonderful talks similar to what we would have at a boot camp. And we're going to talk to an extent that night about the hunt that will take place on Saturday. So Saturday morning, we're going to do some hunting. Then during the day, we're going to do some talks. We're going to eat some great food Saturday night. We're going to play the movie What If, which is a phenomenal movie with Kevin Sorbo. Uh, I, one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. So a great family night, great family movie, by the way. And then Sunday morning, we have some worship lined up for that's out of this world cool and I just verified it today, actually, Sam. You don't even know this. I don't. But Cameron Horner, who does Joy in the Midst, the young man in the wheelchair, yeah. will be one of our speakers uh, on the talks that we're giving on Sunday. So awesome. That's awesome. I, it really will be uh, a, 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 so much that I, I'm just excited as I can be to be out there in Yadkinville in a cornfield with tents and stuff like that. And my yeah. daughter asked the question at lunch the other day, Dad, are you really going to shoot doves? Well, you're going to shoot at doves. I don't know. <laughs> hit That's another thing. Al's not here, but, you know, he's been the last two years. And, and the doves, you know, it's it's like watching the movie uh, that we talked about last week. It's beginning to get a little embarrassing. It's been embarrassing for a long time now. <laughs> you're hoping the, you get close enough to have a heart attack the, and fall. The, the doves are standing there. They're flying as close to Al as possible because it's the safest place to stay. <laughs> Well, the hunting aside, if you don't want to do hunting, just coming out to meet Cameron would be worth it. Cameron is such a cool guy. Oh, he is. got to know him at the last boot camp that we were at, and what a just an awesome, awesome young man. And I, and I really think there will be as many people there not hunting as there are hunting. My wife will certainly not be amongst the hunters, and I know a lot of folks that are coming out there, again, just to enjoy the talks and the fellowship and a camping experience. Well, go out to masculinejourneyradio.org. You can get more information on it there. It is coming up. We'd love to have you get registered. Uh, Robbie's not cooking, which is a good thing. Dennis isn't cooking. It's going to be catered in. It's going to be catered in, which is really even a better thing. 
But uh, the, today's show is not about Dove Camp. No, it's not. What's it about today, Robbie? It is a subject that my friend Matthew Henry would say is so deep that an elephant could swim around in it. it the word is grace. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, it's something that the, the more I walk with Christ, the more that word means to me to the point I almost come to tears to even think about the ramifications of the word. Mm-hmm. But grace is something I think if you, you, you polled a lot of Christians, you'd probably get a lot of different answers to what it really meant. Yeah. You know, I mean, is it something that you say before you eat? I don't know. They talk about saying grace, you know, and I'm sure that yeah. plays into it. But is that the totality of what grace is? That would sell it quite short, wouldn't it? Dennis, would you think it would sell it short? Yeah, absolutely. Not to but, I, I mean, top of mind awareness, though, you think about that. It, you know, you either say grace. You know, my grandmother's name was Grace. Mm-hmm. So if she actually said grace, it was Grace saying grace. Uh, a song, which we'll get to later. You know, you think of the song, Amazing Grace. But how deep do we really get into what that word means? And so when we talked about doing the show, we were all passionate about doing it for different reasons. I think probably the most passionate, well, we were all passionate, I can't say most, but the most vocal with his passion was Robbie. Robbie, why were you so passionate about this topic? Because from my standpoint, there's huge misunderstanding about the word and people um, apply it to so many different things that aren't grace. They miss out on the treasure that is inside of it. I, because the word from John Owen's standpoint, the Puritan, was equal to Christ. And interestingly, Christ didn't use the word, but in one context. He used it just in three verses, all on the same subject, very, very, very limited. So the, it's kind of cool how the word fleshed out to be about him rather than he himself teaching on the word. Now you told us before we came in studio that, you know, tell us that, that word picture of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, when John Owen did the communing with the Triune God, he he used a word to illustrate how we commune with each one of the of the Trinity. And with the Father, the word he would use was love. So the Father was equated to love. In the in the case of the Son, which would be Christ, the word was grace. And in the case of the Holy Spirit, the word was comforter. Mm-hmm. And so grace, here's this word, and John uh, in his gospel said, God, Jesus was full of grace and truth. Yet Jesus himself never taught on the subject. Now, Dennis, you didn't have to. You were passionate about this subject. <laughs> yeah, as he well. taught it. He lived it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he lived it. He showed us. So you're passionate passionate about this subject as well, but from a little bit different angle. Well, from the angle of the the song "Amazing Grace" mm-hmm. and what that means, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, I I did look at the the I did a pull to Sam and looked at the definition, a biblical definition of grace. And based on what Robbie said, you know, it fits an undeserved favor or gift, the undeserved forgiveness, kindness and mercy that God gives us. Christ on the cross was grace. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, it's just it's a lot more simple. (laughs) I struggle to accept grace. Mm. And there's times, honestly, I struggle to give grace as a result. And and so we're going to actually listen to a clip about about grace we do use clips once in a while and this week we're we're, we're using two clips one of them's our favorite one of our favorite clips we've used a couple times and one's a brand new clip so why don't you set up the one of our favorite clips here robbie yeah absolute masterpiece of a movie is le miserable and if you've never seen it the story is there's jean valjean who had stolen some bread and ended up in a french prison horrible situation back before the french revolution and just tortured almost immensely for just stealing some bread for I believe it was like seven years and he gets out and 
what's worse than the imprisonment is now nobody will hire you. He can't get ready. He can't mm-hmm. get anything. And he has this yellow passport. And so he is trying to find somewhere to to get to where he's going and some food and some way to sustain himself. And he when you when you pick it up in the movie, he's he's sitting out on a park bench raining. And, he, and the lady says, what are you doing out here? You need to get out of the rain. He said, there's no place else for me to go. And they point to the church over there and say, have you looked over there? And when he gets there, there's this bishop who treats him like, in my word, my, my definition of the word grace, with favor. He like, this is my favorite guy. I'm so yeah. glad you came over here. He treats him like that. He treats him to a wonderful dinner. They use his silver. Well, that night, Jean Valjean, in an utter panic, gets up, steals all the silver, actually hits the bishop and then takes off you know with the silver we'll pick it up with what happens there is one of the most remarkable scenes in any movie i've ever seen i'm sorry to disturb you you caught him but i had my eye on this man thank god i'm very angry with you jean valjean what happened to your eye monseigneur didn't he tell you he was our guest last night oh yes After we searched his knapsack and found all this silver, he claimed (laughs) that you gave it to him. Yes. Of course I gave him the silverware. But why didn't you take the candlesticks? That was very foolish. Madame Gillot, fetch the silver candlesticks. They're worth at least 2,000 francs. Why did you leave them? Hurry. Monsieur Valjean has to get going. He's lost a lot of time. Did you forget to take them? Are you saying he told us the truth? Of course. Thank you for bringing him back. I'm very relieved. Release him. You're really letting me go? Didn't you understand the bishop? And don't forget. Don't ever forget. You've promised to become a new man. Promise? Why are you doing this? Jean Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to evil. With this silver, I've bought your soul. I've ransomed you from fear and hatred. And now I give you back to God. So how was that grace? Now who showed grace there? Dennis, when you listen to that, where do you hear grace? From the bishop. Yeah. From the bishop. An, an undeserved gift, an undeserved showing of favor. He certainly didn't deserve it. Um, the bishop's wife didn't think that he deserved it. <laughs> That's for sure. But he gave it. And, and, and the thing that I wrote down when I listened to that again uh, earlier this week was a, a new creation. You know, you co- if you come to me... Mm-hmm. And, I, and you receive my grace, then you are a new creation. The bishop was essentially saying, you go from here, you're a new creation. There's an image there that, that I, is so powerful to me, and it's, it's turned out powerful in our lives, Sam, that when you see Jean Valjean in the courtyard, he's got a hood over his head. But when the, when the police leave, the bishop throws the hood back, uncovers him, he's naked, mm-hmm. with nothing to look at but himself. And sometimes when we get a look at ourselves like that, in that naked feeling, it, it, it's extremely humbling. And what he's doing is bringing out Jean Valjean's glory and, and, and throwing that hood back. And that's what grace does. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's so hard to accept if you're Jean Valjean. He goes out in the rain and cries and screams, how can I take this? How can I accept it? But the truth is, that nakedness is where God is dying for us to get to back to. He's saying, walk into your light. Yeah. I liked about the clip several things. I mean, we've, we've played it quite a bit from time to time because it's so powerful. But in the scene that you didn't see or hear from before that, he's talking about, you know, a, a good meal, a warm meal, a, a place to sleep. I'm going to be a new man. And, and that's what the bishop comes in and reminds him. Remember, you promised to be a new man. So I'm going to give you back to God and let you become that new man. We have a lot more on this topic coming back. We're going to talk about grace. We're going to play a new clip from a movie called The Fighting Man, an awesome, awesome clip that you want to want to hear. Uh, go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Check out the Fantasy Football League that we have coming up that uh, we're going to be playing in, and Dennis thinks he's going to win. And find out about Dove Camp. Family adventure this fall, September 5th through the 7th. It's Dove Camp, designed specifically for folks who long for the fathering to learn how to hunt or perhaps just don't have a place to go. A camp because we'll be intense, and that might be intense. A family adventure because the hunting is just a small part of this weekend. Like all Masculine Journey events, there'll be tons of food, great talks by both the men and women, naturally with great movie clips, and most of all, Covenant of Silence times, specific times set aside for your whole family to hear from God, even a movie Saturday night. Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about with the Dove Camp is really learning how to shoot the 12 gauge that I got at Christmas. And so my kids and my wife and I all got guns for Christmas, and it looks like a great opportunity for us to get around some people that that know what they're doing and really help us learn from them. Go register now at Mac. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Individuals $169 or your whole family for just $299. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Under the events page. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I, I listen to that, man. I like to sit and listen to that. It's so deep and so emotional and powerful, yeah. just the, the concept of that. Dennis, this music is something that really speaks to your heart, which we're going to talk a little bit about in a minute. But yeah. why, why this song? Why was this such an important song to you that you wanted to go look up some of the history of it? Well, Amazing Grace, and, and we'll get to the I, My Chains Are Gone, I've Been Set Free, was an additional part. But John Newton, who wrote uh, Amazing Grace, uh, at 22 years of age, had a salvation experience. On a, He was a slave, uh, captain of a slave ship, and thought they were going down with the storm. And uh, he came to Christ. He said, "He said, how far I was from God at age 22. The rest of his life was a restoration to God. And you can see as he, he went through his life at age 47, he was now a minister, wrote that song as a, as a, as a New Year's, part of a New Year's uh, service that he was going to do for his church uh, to talk to them about where, to go, where they were going with their lives and was influential, became friends with William Wilberforce. If you've ever seen the movie Amazing Grace, in, in getting slavery abolished in England. So what an amazing story that is from that one song, if you think about it. And in, in, in the beginning words of Amazing Grace, uh, I once was lost, but now I'm found. He said, I was totally lost at age 22, mm-hmm. but now I was found by Christ who gave me a gift I didn't deserve. 
Yeah, it used to be my, my favorite song uh, when I was youth. But when then Chris Tomlin's version came out, uh, I liked it as well, you know, because it, it does take it even to a little bit deeper, not deeper, different direction. Well, think yeah. about grace. Robbie was talking about grace a while ago. What does that mean? Being set free. How often do we think of that? Grace is freedom. You know, grace is a great freedom that we get. And you hear that and you think my chains are gone. I'm not, I don't know about you guys, but listening, but there, there are a lot of times where I felt uh, rebellious in, in my life. And that's when you're really bound by the chains. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about someone next week that was bound by chains for most of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being set free and being able to go and do works because you no longer have any chains to bind you, it's an amazing thing when you think about when it. When you it is think amazing. about it, then it's actually the, the one place that Jesus would certainly teaching about grace is when he quoted Isaiah 61 yeah. himself, where he said, yeah. I'm declaring this the year of the Lord's favor, which meaning Dennis is my favorite, or Vinny's my favorite. And then he goes right on to say. And Sam. And Sam. Okay. But yeah. This time. <laughs> yeah. And For Sam. sure, Sam. Can't forget Sam. And set the captives free which is how that ends up being. But one of the examples of that, because I've had a chance to walk with Vinny for almost 20 years, I guess. It's been a long time. Yeah. And how God came after you after years and years and years. You weren't John Newton at 22. You were in your 60s, right? Definitely in my 60s. And he showed you amazing grace in ways that are amazing to me this day. Well, yeah, coming here, Robbie and I, he brought something to my attention that I had totally forgotten about how much grace I have received from God. Uh, we knew this lady uh, from church who was blind, and we had the, well, the grace from God to get an operation for her, send her to New York to a major hospital. Uh, Robbie provided the transportation. We got her a hotel to stay there. Anyway, I've never felt uh, God so close to me in a rescue way. Uh, because, you know, I, I just was a, a normal... Uh, well, that's the point that I think that here, here was the Vinny as you came up to Rita's death. Right, right. And then God began to walk with you to allow you into those good works which you had talked about that the good works aren't the part where we're going to earn any part of that grace but that we get to do once he's shown us that's exactly right and you know for me it was to give myself up totally to god and he provided he provided me with the grace you know it's like you walk with grace and and god is with you and providing the grace uh, for me, anyway. That's the way it works. Uh, but I love the way you put it when you say he took your soul. Yeah, he did. He took my soul. Uh, I definitely was a different man, <laughs> and I lived. Uh, actually, I lived like he was my boss, and I just wanted to do whatever he told me to do. I went looking for things to solve people's problems, and that's actually a fact. You know, we did so much. Robbie was a great part of it, you know, at that time, because you need money and you need people to join your, uh, you know, your love for helping people. And that's where I've spent my life since uh, 
probably since the 97. And I'm walking with God's grace. I feel that. I feel that immensely. And I will continue to walk in, in his grace. And then when I get up there, yeah, maybe he'll give me a front row. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. Uh, before I forget to mention this week, because I did forget last week, and then as part of this thing about music for you speaks to your heart. You said that's how God really comes after your heart. And it comes after it in such a cool way that, that you started to do something really pretty cool about it that you would never mention. Yeah. But we want to mention it is you do a blog, right, that's on the Masculine Journey website, masculinejourneyradio.org. Yes. And what's it called? It's called The Journey with Music. And what I do with that is take songs, and they may be like the first one was an old Don McLean song, the guy that did American Pie. It's called Crossroads. And uh, it speaks about how that song has spoken to me. might not always be about me. It might be how it's spoken to someone else uh, or, or biblical truths or untruths from songs. But, uh, and in most cases, they're going to be secular songs. They're not Christian music per se. But, uh, and we include the song so that you can see that and hopefully the lyrics on the songs. So anyone that has a passion for music or uh, perhaps you too have, have gotten different messages from music, uh, music speaks to you in that way. I invite you to check it out. And it's a great article. It was fun. I never heard the song, so I got to enjoy something new. So thank you for that. I uh, want to get to a clip real quick. Uh, it, it's from the, the, the movie called A Fighting Man. And it's one that you probably didn't hear a lot about. It came out in 2014. Had James Caan, Lou Gossett Jr., some other people you might recognize. But in the storyline, and where we're going to pick up this story, is you have a boxer who's a, an older boxer that's fighting his last fight. And you know there's been some tragedy in his life, but as the story plays out, you don't know what it is. And it enters into the scene that we're going to hear is a lady named Diane, and she's coming in. And what we found out about the story so far up until now, she was a, a drunk driver. She had a, a, a trouble drinking, ran a stop sign, and killed this man's young boy in a car accident. And where we pick up, they're getting reunited again um, about five years after the event. He's in the middle of preparing for this fight. And where we end the story is after the fight, after some things have changed in his heart. So I want to listen to where that begins, especially listen to her words, and then listen to where it ends with his words. I, I need to talk to you. Sailor, I, I came here because... Diane, you were deceitful. I'm sorry. I am so, so sorry. You know you were sick. Why didn't you say come? Help was around you every day. Why didn't you say come? And now that you're better, you want my forgiveness. No. I will spend the rest of my life trying to make up for what I did. For the pain I caused you. It caused my family. See the hate in your eyes. I deserve it. You don't. With each breath I take, I, I hate myself enough for the both of us. I'm not asking for forgiveness. There are things that are unforgivable. But I will not have you consumed by hate. your loss for your salvation 
You ask him to help you find a way out of your hate. But don't you ever pray for me. I don't deserve it. The best we can do is to think of ourselves. talk about that here in a second but Vinny before we went to that that clip there was something you wanted to share with us yeah I, I forgot to say by the grace of God this Lucille what we did for her was a total success at 53 was the first time she ever saw the world and every Sunday when I seen her at church she would cry and give me a hug and just an unbelievable feeling and God shared that grace with me and her I just wanted everybody to know that it was a success. Thank Thank, you. Thanks. As you guys listen to that that clip, there's so much in that. We're not going to be able to unpack all of it right now. But, you know, what did you hear as you listened to that clip? You know, for me, I heard somebody that that couldn't couldn't give themselves grace. And that lady, you know, I don't deserve it. Don't pray for me. You know, and I kind of wonder how many times we've been there, how many times we live there of, I've done some things that can't be forgiven that I don't even want to consider being forgiven. Right? As you guys listen to that, what were some of the things that you picked up in it? For me, that is, that is the point where we need the deep cleansing of Christ's blood. There's no way without his sacrifice we can get forgiveness for ourselves. And, and it's an acceptance of the gospel that's required that when I get a really good look at what my real motives were and all that stuff, there's no way mm-hmm. that I'm not guilty, that I can go back to that point of innocence, that I can go back to that point of being naked and not be ashamed. Yeah. And that's what Jesus offers. And can you accept it? Mm. Right. We may not be able to forgive ourselves, but it is a point where we accept God to cover all that. As you said, Robbie, Next week's show, I'm really excited about having Todd in, in the in the studio with us. Todd Clark's going to be back. We're going to be talking about a topic that's not necessarily a fun one. It's about depression. We're going to talk a little bit about Robin Williams, use some of his clips, and just really dig into the topic of what does depression look like in lives, and especially in the lives of men who really don't want to talk about it much. Thanks for walking with us today. We hope that you walk in grace. We ask that you check out the Dove Camp that's coming up. Check out Fantasy Football and check out Dennis's blog. It's incredible. You've been listening to Masculine Journey. Thanks and have a great day.